spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans for the fans. What's up, Cajun Nation? Matt Miguez here, and welcome into another edition of Region Review. Jerry Abear, my co-host, is here with me. And Jerry, there's a lot of winning to talk about in Lafayette. Oh, so much winning. So, so, so much winning. So much momentum going on right now. Good time. Good time. Yeah, you know, the, the baseball team is now up to a six-game win streak. The softball team is currently riding a 12-game win streak. Just so much dominance on the diamond uh, that we're going to talk about in this episode, as well as in our Rage and Review rant segment that we've that we've recently started. There, there's plenty to talk about about the school down the basin, but you know we'll get into that a little bit later. Once again, welcome to Rage and Review, Matt Miguez, Jerry Abear. You know, Jerry, let's start with the baseball program. Uh, you know, they had a three game series with Monroe this past weekend. Obviously, with it being Easter weekend, the new Sunbelt rules is, A, you play a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, and B, it's your in-state opponent. Uh, and obviously, for obvious reasons, that provides the program's time to get back home and do Easter with, you know, depending on where they're from, teammates, family, whatever it may be. Uh, so third, the series, like I said, started Thursday night up in Monroe, and the Cajuns. I mean, they took care of business from the jump. They were up to a six nothing lead in the seventh. Cajuns scored three more in the ninth. Monroe scored five runs between the eighth and ninth, respectively, to make it a nine five victory for the Vermilion and White. You know, Jerry, right from the get go in this game. The offense seemed to be clicking. I mean, 13 hits in this ball game Thursday. Yeah, and also too, when you have someone like Spencer Arrigetti, that's just again we, we call him Mr. Swagger himself. Whenever you're continuing that momentum and, and continuing the performances that he's been performing, the the rest of the team seems to respond to it. Um, and it, I find that that night uh, they were able to get the bats going early. They were able to be very aggressive at the plate. And then on top of that, you have a pitching. I mean, and what's funny is that Spencer really, he didn't pitch. He pitched a, a gem of a, of a game, but it you can also say it wasn't quite on on par with his other performances. But in spite of that, uh, you know, it, it was one of those games where he still was on and the, the bats just got hot. Uh, early on to where, I mean, by the, what, the fourth inning, you're up, you're already up five, nothing. So, you know, when you have someone like Spence Arrigetti that's, you know, has, has a ERA of under one and you're up five, nothing early on, it's pretty safe to say that unless you have a major collapse that uh, you pretty much have the rest of the game under control. Um, I was very pleased to see, you know, Tyler Robertson got a two run shot. Uh, even Josh Cofield got a main uh, a hit, and then Brett Gorneo got a hit. Bobby Leday, who's on fire right now, got some hits, some big hits in the game by some really key guys that were able to drive in runs. And um, like you said, thirteen hits, uh, a very convincing win. I mean, look, outside of that small little rally ULM had in the last two innings, game should have been more than just nine to five. Uh, you know that the score doesn't really indicate how much dominance the Cajuns had that night. So. Uh, I thought it was a great start, very pleasing to see. And, um, you know, again, when you have someone like Spencer Arrigetti on the mound, uh, he sort of sets the tempo for the rest of the team as far as attitude and, and motivation is, uh, goes. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, you know, Spencer Arrigetti, I-, I read a stat the other day, Spencer Arrigetti is one of three pitchers in the country to pitch more than 40 innings and have a sub-one ERA. And and ironically, both of the other pitchers are from the same school. Yeah, they're they're the Friday and Saturday guys from Vanderbilt. Exactly. So and that, they're that, they're both going to go first round in the MLB draft. No question. No question. So, so very, no, that's to, to be very to be in that company that. is uh, that's pretty uh, pretty impressive, especially for a sophomore. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. 
Um, yeah, you know, so Thursday night, Cajuns win 9-5. to five. Uh, Friday, a little more of the same. Kind of started off as a, as a defensive battle. I mean, it was 0-0 through the first three innings. Uh, in the bottom of the fourth, we give up a solo shot to UL Monroe. But then right there in the fifth, you know, the bats kind of come alive. We scored a run in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, uh, and only giving up one more ULM run to get the win 5-2 to two in this one. You know, talking about strong pitching, Connor Cook. You know, he he started off he started off very rocky at the beginning of the year, but as as the season's kind of kind of progressed, he's gotten a little more comfortable and and you're starting to see that freaky athleticism that Matt Deggs is always talking about. And uh it's it's paid dividends for him for sure. Yeah, it was it was kind of a an odd thing, you know, hearing that Connor was getting the start because technically that Friday game is sort of like a Saturday game on a regular weekend. Uh, of course, being Easter weekend, the games are pushed up a day. But you know, I was very surprised to hear Connor got the start, and you know, he didn't disappoint. You know, five innings, only gave up three hits, had one earned run, uh, struck out nine. Um, I mean, that's a that's a gem, that's a great that's a gem of a, of a performance for any weekend starter. Um, so it was pleasing to see that. And it just goes to show you the depth and of our bullpen, as well as just anybody's willing to step up at any time. Um, you know, I know sometimes we want to see consistency with our weekend rotation, but whenever you're able to put somebody in that slot and they're able to perform, um, that gives that 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 I mean, that makes a lot. First of all, that makes fans very comfortable. But secondly, it just goes to show you the grit that that these guys have, and and it's almost like any at any time they can be ready. So, uh, very pleasing to see Connor uh, pitch the way he did that night. He did a fantastic job the week before uh, in relief uh, against Coastal, and just seeing him continue that as a, in the starting spot was was very impressive. So. Um, very good job for Connor Cook. I thought the rest of the guys did well too. You know, Hayden Dirk pitched a few innings. Brandon Talley came in to close. Chipper pitched an inning. Um, you know, overall great job. Just gave up. To, I mean, he gave up two runs. You know, so um, very very pleasing to see. Uh, and then also too, the hitting was kind of slow for starters. Um, but overall, I thought you know uh, when it came to the timely hits. Uh, was very nice to see some guys get on base. Um, you know, like you said, start off a little bit slow, but uh, overall, um, you know, you had a bunch of utility guys go in there, get some hits. Uh, you had a few guys that were able to go in there and get some RBI, a few RBI singles, and, and um, just enough to get the win and clinch the series um, on a, on a Friday night. So um, it was, it wasn't the, it, it's one of those games where it wasn't pretty, but they still got the job done. It was one of those type of games. Yeah, no, no question about it. Once again, Cajuns win nine. No, not nine to five. That was that was Thursday. Five to two. Excuse me, um, Jerry. You know, Saturday was a much different story than what Thursday and Friday had been. And you know, the the funny thing is, so Saturday we celebrated my nephew's first birthday, and so. For the majority of the game, I wasn't I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on with the game. I, I was I, I kind of got comfortable and I was like, well, you know, we won Thursday and Friday. What's going to be different about today? But then, you know, I checked my phone right as I'm getting ready to to leave the 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 party, and the I think the last score I saw was that we were down two to one. And I was like, okay, you know, two to one. We're in, it's in the third. We're fine, you know, whatever. But then I get in the car and I turn the game on the radio and it's in the it's in the top of the sixth inning and we're down nine to two. Yeah. I said, wait, what? How how? How are we down nine to two? I know. But then but then in the sixth, you know, the, the bats I mean the, the, the box score for the sixth inning is a mile long. Uh, the Cajuns managed to pull across six runs in the sixth inning to make it a 9-8 to eight game. And then in the seventh, they just kind of kept the foot on the gas, scoring three more, and they ended up walking away with an 11-9 to nine victory. You know, one, one guy that I want to talk about in this game, like you mentioned it off the top, Bobby Lede. 
I mean, he is just he is on a tear right now for this baseball team. Yeah, and, and he's clutch. Um, you know, and, and, and that's that's the tempo for everybody else. Um, you know, I, the, the, the funny thing about that game was, so we were out of town for Easter. Um, you know, the the wife and I took a little trip to uh, to the Gulf Coast, and I, I decided I was going to watch the game on my laptop uh, from the hotel room. And um, you know, my wife was, you know, we were going to go lay out by the pool for a little while, um, but I said, let me watch a few innings, and, and then I'll come out and and and. and you know, so she got out there early, and I was like, "Look, I'm, you know, it's, it's nine two. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong the first like five innings did. Um, I believe we made like four errors, and we just the ball bounced so many times where we just, you know, we gave up. I mean, and 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 ULM, they were, the way they were hitting the ball, they weren't really driving the ball, but they were putting the ball in certain areas where you just couldn't get it. Um, you know, shallow center field, shallow left, shallow right. Um, you know, just sort of in that little, little pocket where it's hard to, it's hard to field. And, and, you know, they were, they were scoring like that too. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, you make a bunch of errors and it's, it's, it's nine to two. Um, so I'm, I'm in the room and I'm like, you know, we're about to come up to bat. It's nine to two. I'm like, you know, we, like you said, we took Friday and Saturday, I'm sorry. We took the Thursday and Friday night game. You know, we took two out of three. It is what it is. But, hey, we still won the series. So I was pretty much at the point where I was ready to just to say, you know what, Just can, I was ready to concede as a fan because I'm like, you're down nine to two. You're on the road. Hey, it happens. You know, it's baseball. Well, man, fast forward, I'm like, you know, I'm going to watch the top of the six. We're down seven. If we get three up, three down, I'll go down to the pool. Well, all of a sudden – it's nine three and it's nine to four and it's nine to five. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Then they walk a few guys. Now it's nine seven. Oh, we get a base hit. It's nine eight. Before you know it, I'm, I'm about to walk outside. Well, I'm walking outside. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the rest of the game on my phone. Or I'm going to listen to the, to the game on my phone. Either if I can get it on ESPN on my phone or listen to Jay on the radio via radio pup, I need to go get, I want to go get some, some sun, you know, so I'm gonna go outside. I'm about to, I'm, as I'm, as I'm leaving my room, my wife comes in and she goes, baby, it got kind of cold outside. You know, I'm, I'm inside. I'm like, man, I want to get some pull time. Well, I said, well, I'm sorry. I'm a little late because the Cajuns just rallied down, down seven. Now it's nine, eight without realizing that I left the game on my laptop. I'm like, look, I'm still going to go get some sun. I'm going to go outside and I'm gonna listen to the game. I'm downstairs. And I'm, I'm able, I was able to pull the game up on ESPN Plus on my phone. So I'm sitting there laying outside watching the game on my phone. All of a sudden, we tie it. I get a text message from my wife in the hotel room. Hey, we tied the game. We tied the game. So even she was watching. And, and all of a sudden, not only do we tie the game, but then we take the lead. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, down seven. We scored nine unanswered. And I'm like, Okay. Now we have the momentum, but look, Monroe still scored nine runs. They can, they can rally and come back. But man, those last two innings, I'll tell you, if there's anybody I got to tip my hat off to, especially the fact that, that, that the coaching staff kept them in there, they kept them in there. How about the performance by freshman David Christie? Yeah. And those last five innings to not only come in there at a time where we were down by seven runs, but to come in there and close it out after we had rallied to take the lead, you know, a lot of freshman pitchers can't, they, they can't do it. And he did. Uh, five innings, gave up one hit, gave up one run on which it was a run that, you know, he thought he tagged the guy at home plate, but he didn't. Gave up one run, six strikeouts. I mean, what a performance by David Christie, uh, freshman David Christie. I believe he went to STM. Fantastic job by him to come in there and, and get the job done. But overall, man, to get that win, down seven runs to rally back uh, and to solidify the weekend, the sweep of a weekend series against uh, a Monroe team, you know, that, that people have said, this is not the Monroe of the past. Uh, this is a really good ULM baseball team. This is a team that should have won the series against Ole Miss and Oxford, but got walked off in the second game. Uh, this is another team that beat, uh, a nationally ranked Oklahoma State team on the road. This was not a slouch team, and we went up there and and swept. So, um, what a weekend! 
Um, I, I thought this was the weekend we needed. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the game from last night, but to, to go over there, get the sweep, and then now you're, you know, coming home with a 17-11 record uh, with a five-game five win streak, um, coming back before last night's game against Nichols. Uh, that, was, that game on Saturday was, was huge because everybody stepped up. Everybody stepped up. So very pleasing to see. And, um, yeah, just a great win, just a great team win overall. And it, was, it made Easter a lot more fun to celebrate outside of uh, the holiday itself. Right, yeah, no no question about it. And, you know, you talked about last night, the game against Nichols, a 3-2 victory. You know, this was this was another game that was kind of, you know, hit or miss. Started off kind of slow. Nichols jumped out to a one-run lead early. Uh, you know, the Cajuns answered back. I think it was 3-1 at one point before giving up one more, and that being, that being the end-all, be-all. Um, so, you know, the Cajuns are now on a six game win streak, 18 and 11 going into a home series with Arkansas state. You know, one, one thing I want to talk about with the game last night is, um, and I'm, I'm going to draw a blank here, but one second, let me get it pulled up. What was it that I wanted to talk about? I'm drawing a blank. Oh, uh, Chipper Menard. How about how about the performance by Chipper? I mean, he gave up four hits in his three innings of work, but five strikeouts and only one earned run. Yeah, I mean that's he looked just, like a he, he looked like a stud last night, man. That that's that's impressive. I mean, again, for a freshman to come in and do that. Uh, you know, Jack Burke pitched well, two, three innings, two hits, one run, uh, walked one guy, struck out three, but, and then Hayden Dirk obviously getting the save there in the ninth. So an all around, again, you know, a solid pitching performance from, from the Cajuns, which here lately comes as, as no surprise. Um, and then, you know, another guy we need to talk about obviously is Carson Rockefort. Uh, Carson was named Sunbelt Player of the Week for this past week. Um, but it's interesting because if you look at his stats from, you know, the last set of games, he's kind of done it quietly. Yeah, Rocco is Rocco is just a all-around. He's, he's, he's pure baseball. Even as a freshman, there's he has a lot of baseball maturity, and you can tell by the way he plays. Um, just watching him on the field. Uh, he's, his baseball IQ is up there, uh, even as a freshman. And, I mean, on Thursday night, I mean, he had, what, five steals? That was a record, Cajun's record, most steals in a game. Um, it was pleasing to see that. And so when you have guys like that step up that are, that are younger like that, I mean, that's, that's you, you couldn't ask for much more, you know? Yeah, no, no. Like and like you said, the the five stolen bases. I mean, that's just it, it's obviously impressive that that's a school record. But just the fact that anybody stole five bases in a game. I mean, that's to to be on base enough to steal five bases in a game is impressive. Sure, and um, to make it and, and for it just to be successful. Right. Yeah. No. No. No question about it. Um, so now, you know, like I said, the Cajuns 18 and 11, right in a six game win streak, they look forward to their weekend series with Arkansas state here, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, six, two, and one are the first pitches. If I'm not mistaken, that's our, that's our normal six, four and one Saturdays at four. One, one, yeah. The yeah. four o'clock Saturday first pitch. That's correct. So, you know, Jerry, what what are you, as as a as a fan, you know, what are you looking for in in this series against Arkansas State? Uh continuing the momentum. Um I'm looking for more consistency uh in the field. Last night, the only thing that concerned me a little bit, we struck out looking one too many times. Um, you know, I know Coach Deggs hates when that happens. Uh, you know, it's always hunt the fastball, hunt the fastball and and, and swing as hard as possible, right? And we didn't even swing on a lot of times on a lot of uh, two strike counts. So um, I, I think we need to be a little bit more aggressive than what we saw last night at the plate. At the same time, um, I thought pitching 
was outstanding as always. Pitching just needs to continue. Uh, the pitchers need to continue what they're doing. Um, but what I'm expecting to see, I still, I still expect us to continue to improve. Um, I still don't think we're playing our best baseball right now, but I see improvement uh, each game, and I'm and we're finding ways to win, and that that's what that's what really counts. But consistency, consistency is what I expect. Look, this Arkansas State team, and really the conference in general, man. The conference in general is weird because some of these teams. I'll give you an example. Last week. Georgia State plays Georgia Southern. They lose on Thursday night by a score of 23 to 1. Georgia Southern just destroyed Georgia State, 23 to 1. So you're thinking, okay, this is going to be an easy sweep. Georgia Southern's going to take care of business. Georgia State won the series. Well, yeah, because, and I mean, dude, that's baseball. Because here's the thing. Well, right. Here, here's, here's the thing. And this happens to every baseball team in the country. Everybody knows this. If you use up all your offense in game number one, you are going to screw yourself in two and three. I mean, dude, they, they, had, they had 24 base hits in game one. But in spite of that, Matt, that's domination. And when you dominate like that early on, in spite of, look, I, you know, that whole, the whole theory of scoring too many runs, that's some legitimacy to it. That's a legitimacy to it. But when you have that much dominance, the least you could do is win the series. And they didn't. And, and now I'll even go as far as to say for, for Arkansas State and Little Rock. Um, you know, Little Rock just took two out of three against the nationally ranked Southern Illinois team uh, a few weeks ago. And then Arkansas State comes in with a record of, of, of below 500 and sweeps them. So this Arkansas State team this weekend – I look. I know they're not. They're not up to par of what we've seen, but you can't take them lightly either. Um, I don't want to take any team that we face lightly because you just never know. Like you said, that's baseball. Weird things have happened. Um. So, like I said, I expect some more consistency. I expect improvement in all three phases of the game. I expect the hitting. To continue to, to improve, I expect the fielding. I mean, look, fielding still needs some some work every now and then. And I, I expect the pitching to be to be what they've been over the past three or four weeks, and that's just consistent. So, yeah, I mean, I, look, I think we all want a, a sweep. We all want a weekend sweep, but I would take a series win. I'll take a series win at a minimum. Um, we're 18 and 11 right now, which is a pretty awesome thing to say at the moment. Uh, you take three wins, you go three for three, you're just sitting with a 21 and 11 record. And now you're flirting with a top 25 ranking and you're flirting with a high RPI or you're flirting with an RPI that's in the top 30. So yeah, I was about to say, we're, our, we're already a 41 in the RPI. Actually, we're up to 37 as of today. Really? Yeah. We moved up after last night. I think we're at 37 right now. Interesting. Last I saw was 41. So, so, let me see. Actually, we could take that out. I, yeah, we, we were 41 before the game yesterday. I think we moved up. Um, I'm going to say we moved up just a little bit. Let's take a look. Um, let's see here. Yeah, they, they, had us, uh, they had us at 41 last night. And because of the win, we moved up a few spots. According to Warren, 36. One behind LSU. So we're at 36. We have a 36 RPI. How about that, man? How about that, huh? Can, can, we, can we talk about LSU for a second? Well, let's, let's get to that. Let's get to that later. Let's um, tell you what. We can, we, can, we can. We can. Let's. I mean, do you want to talk in terms of baseball? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I read a statistic by, I think, I think it was Jacques Doucet that posted it. LSU will have to go... 14 and 7 the rest of their conference games to break even in the SEC. No chance. They'd have to go 14 no and 7 to break even. No chance. No way. I mean, did, did with all the hype going into LSU's program coming into this season, did you see them being in this situation? Cuz I no. sure as hell didn't. I expect, look, I didn't expect them to go to Omaha this year. I didn't think that they were going to be like this, this massive team. Then I saw them play us at, at, at the team earlier in the year. 
And now that I see what I saw, I feel like they peaked against us and they've gotten worse. Um, and then on top of that, in that game, we, we let it slip. I mean, we, we played our worst game of the year against them. So I, I don't, I watched a few of their games against Tennessee. I watched some of their games against Vanderbilt. And don't get me wrong, Tennessee and Vanderbilt are top. I mean, look, Vanderbilt's the best team in America right now. And then you've got Tennessee that's in the top 10. But they just don't have, like, they're, they're first of all, poor, poor, you know, was Jaden Hill? I really feel for him. Um, you know, he's, he's done for the year. He has to have Tommy John surgery. Anytime something like that happens to a college pitcher, you, you know, you can't help but, but be sympathetic. I really feel for the kid, and I wish him the best of luck in his recovery. But he's down. So now you're, you have one weekend starter. You have one weekend pitcher that's dependable, and that's it. You're not going to survive in the SEC with one pitcher. You're just not. Um, and you need to expect the bats to hit, to, to hit and swing, but they're not. They're not hitting the ball. Uh, the pitching is, 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 is not performing up to par. Um, they just, I mean, when I, when I saw them play here, I thought they were fundamentally sound in the field. They hit the ball hard, but ever since then, they have not done neither. Um, so in the SEC, man, look, here's the thing about, about LSU. First of all, they're one and eight. Okay. They've lost six straight. They got swept, uh, by, by both Tennessee and Vanderbilt. But remember too, SEC is the best conference hands down in baseball right now. There's six teams in the top 25 alone, six or seven teams in the top 25. They still have South Carolina. They still have Arkansas. They still have Ole Miss. Look, this weekend against Kentucky ain't going to be easy either. So I, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't see them to go 14 and seven. I mean, look, it's, it's going to be dude, tough, that, man. 14 and, and seven, that's winning every series. That's not happening. That, there's that, no way. That, that's look, an average of taking two out of three in every remaining series. Again, you got South Carolina, you got Ole Miss, you got Arkansas, and you got Texas A&M as well. You got Texas A&M, you got Auburn, you got Alabama. I mean, in those three-game series, all I can say is good luck. If you think you can go 14-7 and seven playing those teams right. with the situation they're in, and then they got Kentucky this weekend, all I can say is good luck because I, I don't see it. Um, I just don't think... And it's crazy because I look back on it and I'm like, man, if we didn't play the game we played in February and if we would play them now, I would tell you that that game would be a lot different. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I think, I think they know but, that as well. But I'll tell you this. Um, at this moment, uh, all I care about is what the Cajuns are doing. Um, and I think the Cajuns can do if, – if, if, as long as we continue what we're doing and continue to improve and continue to keep the momentum going, off of this, this, this six-game win streak, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. Um, you know, you're already seeing – we're already seeing people predicting us to go to a regional, which, to me, I'll take that. Like, I don't care if, it's, if we're a three-seat or a four-seat. I just want to get in. Um, you know, it's been five years. It's been too long. And the way we're playing baseball right now, we're good enough to get into a regional. Now, are we good enough to win one? You never know. I mean, yes. Do I think we can win a regional? Absolutely. but key is right now is, is to continue to win our series, continue to beat the teams we're supposed to beat, and, and position ourselves to uh, to make the postseason, which I think we are good enough to do. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. We'll take a break here on Region Review, and when we come back, we'll talk about the 12-game win streak the softball program is on, and their future opponents. We'll take a break right here on Region Review. Chris Russo of Russo Exploration encourages you to donate to the Ranging Cajun Athletic Foundation. The RCAF, the official fundraising arm of Louisiana Athletics, supports over 400 student-athletes across 16 NCAA sports. You can invest in the RCAF today for as little as $5 a month. Just go to myrcaf.org to get started or call 337-851-RCAF. As always, donations to the RCAF are tax-deductible. Your investment today will enrich the lives of 
every athlete that puts on the vermilion and white. Go Cajuns! Acadiana business owners, are you looking for custom solutions from local professionals that understand your business needs? Maybe you're looking to streamline your processes, become more efficient, and achieve elevated peace of mind? Utilizing and combined 30 years of experience in the financial and technology fields, the Vaulted Security Team is ready to assist you with reaching your goals. From credit card processing, internet and phone services, website hosting and design, to hosted cloud, even digital marketing and recovery software, Vaulted Security can do it all. Here's a message from Solutions Specialist Anna Bourgeois. Hi, I'm Anna Bourgeois, your Solutions Specialist, and it's my goal to understand how we can make your business run more efficiently while increasing profits. I'm very passionate about doing business genuinely. In the merchant services industry and other business areas, it's hard to find a partner that you can trust without question. I'm here to change that perception. Give me a chance to show you what true partnership is all about. Contact Anna today at 337-210-4272 or email Anna at vaultedsecurity.com. Schilling Distributing Company, Acadiana's top alcohol distributor for over 70 years, has been a proud supporter of Louisiana Athletics for many of those years. Now, they've kindly decided to become the exclusive distributing sponsor of the Rage and Review podcast. This is just another chapter in Schilling Distributing's rich history of giving back to the Lafayette community. Starting as an Anheuser-Busch exclusive distributor, they're now expanded to include local brews for your sipping pleasure. Schilling services over 1,500 local businesses throughout the Acadiana area, employing 160 Ragin' Cajun residents, and they boast over 1,400 years of combined experience. Corporately headquartered right here in Lafayette at 2901 Moss Street, Schilling Distributing encourages Cajun Nation to enjoy their beverages responsibly and reminds you to download the Liquid Finder app today. Awardmaster, located at 3219 Johnston Street, is the only award shop licensed by Louisiana Athletics. In business in Lafayette for over 45 years, Awardmaster creates one-of-a-kind trophies, medals, and awards using a wide variety of materials, including resin, glass, wood, acrylic, and more. Owners Adam and Sarah Lopez are proud UL alumni, as well as Cajun Cooking Club members. Adam and Sarah can also help with your business promotional items. Rage and Review trust Awardmasters for all of their needs, and you will too. Awardmasters is so much more than just an award shop. Give Awardmasters a call today, 337-984-1414, or go to awardmaster.com. Awardmaster, the recognition and personalization experts. Welcome back to Region Review. Matt Miguez here. Jerry Bear here with me. Jerry, it's time to talk about some softball now. Um, needless to say, our softball program knows how to win. Win early, win often. You know, wh- wh- however, however you want to put it. Uh, currently riding a 13-game winning streak. Uh, I-, I said 12 in the first segment, and... Uh, during during the commercial break, I was I was corrected. It is thirteen games that that they are they're currently writing. Uh, you know, it started off with those six games between South Alabama and Georgia Southern. It continued with their games against Georgia State this weekend, and you know now you're looking for a good performance tonight on the road against Houston, but you know, like, like we mentioned in the last episode, the girls have been kind of road tripping here lately because like I said, you know, you played, you played South Alabama and Georgia Southern at home. And then you went on the road Friday and Saturday against Georgia state, winning all of those games, two of them in five innings, uh, 10 to two, four to zero and 13 to one respectively between the three games. And then, you know, you had Easter Sunday off, obviously here they were probably back here in Lafayette. Um, but then, you know, Monday morning you get on the you get on the bus and you go to Beaumont to play a doubleheader with Lamar Monday. And in those two games, are you ready for this? They outscored Lamar twenty eight to nothing. Short touchdown win. 
both games were mercy ruled in the fifth inning. And then, you know, last night they went to Huntsville to play Sam Houston, beat them eight to three. So now, like I said, 13 game winning streak currently sitting at a clip of 28 and six. Yeah, they've won their past four out of six games in the fifth inning. Uh, five, uh, the eight run rules, uh, eight, eight run ruled fifth inning games. Uh, yeah, four out of six. And, uh, you know, we're clicking at the right time, but man, how about the news of Alyssa Dalton? Jeez, and peace. We don't need that right now. Um, no, you did uh, not. We wish her, we wish her the best. And and man, that was that's rough to hear that news. Uh, and we we've got some injuries plaguing this team, but they're still grinding and they're still fighting through it. So um, hopefully they continue that tonight against Houston. Uh, this isn't quite the Houston we're used to. They're not, you know, they've kind of struggled a little bit this season. But you got to get that win tonight because now. You, you turn the bus back around and you head over to Troy, Alabama against a Troy team that, that's hot right now. So, uh, you know, hopefully the these these ladies can respond and, um, you know, get the win tonight because you're facing a team, a Troy team, that's 25-6. and six. They're on a six-game win streak, I believe, and they are not – they're not backing down anytime soon. So, or I'm sorry, a nine game win streak. I'm sorry, they're on a nine game win streak. So, if uh, it's going to be a tough matchup this weekend, but uh, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, they can Cajuns can get it done. So, and uh, got to start tonight, though. Got to start know, tonight. You know, one one thing you mentioned, you, you talked about Alyssa Dalton being sidelined with an injury. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. She's not out for the season. I don't, well, we don't know that. We don't know that. She's getting her uh, checkup today, I believe. Okay. Um, see, see, from what I, from what I, from what I had heard is they're thinking she could be ready for the postseason. Let's hope so. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. And, and you let's see, hope so. you know, if, if the, if the roster that we have now bar, regard, uh, not regarding the injuries, you know, if they can hold on and continue to win games and get a good seating in the postseason, you're going to get Raina O'Neill back for the postseason. You could potentially get Alyssa Dalton back. I mean, you're going to get key pieces at the right time to make a run. Sure. I mean, you, you and you hope you hope that they can come back 100%, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that the, only, would be the, only, the only one we know for a fact we're not going to get back is Taylor Roman. She's out for the year. Correct. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, but, uh. Yeah, it, it's it's sad, man. It's tough, but but one thing is for sure, you know. In spite of all that, they're still they have a thirteen thirteen game win streak, and they're still grinding right now. So, again, starting tonight, hopefully they can get win uh, fourteen straight, make it fourteen straight, and then you know you have a tough Troy team um, where we're gonna have some, we're gonna have our battles, our roster battles. Uh, but but I think they're good enough to get it done. Yeah, no no question about it. Five p.m. tonight for the Lady Cajuns against Houston, ESPN 1420 on the radio. You can hear Jay Walker and Bobby Novo bring you that broadcast pregame beginning at 445. All right, Jerry, you know, we, we, started, we started a segment two weeks ago that we've been getting a lot of positive feedback on, and it's called the Rage and Review Rant. So, you know, let, let's let's do this now. And, you know, we talked about LSU baseball in the last segment. And uh, the, the rant, not so much going to be about LSU baseball, but LSU in general. Um, and obviously, of course, we're talking about all of the Title IX sexual assault allegation lawsuits, whatever you want to title it. Um, the, the, the mess that is, that is happening in Baton Rouge. Um, it has now gotten to the point where university employees are filing lawsuits against the university for incompetence. You know, I, I, I want to make a disclaimer, um, before we go on this rant. Look, I, I'm not an LSU hater by any stretch. Yes, I like the track talk. Yes, it's fun. Yes, there's a small there's a small rivalry in many ways because you you know, I have a lot of family members that went to LSU and when we face each other we have fun bantering back and forth. Um 
I'm a UL guy through and through. I went to this school. I met my wife here. Um, my family, I have family members that went here and, and I believe Vermillion and white, but at the same time, you know, when you're 45 minutes away from the school that is considered the flagship of the state, that is sort of the, a sort of a, a represent, a representation of your state, um, to the, to the, not only the country, but the world. Um, and, and luckily the, the Louisiana brand is growing as well. Uh, and of course they don't like that. Well, too bad. Um, but when, when things like this happen, where you get, um, these type of stories. And again, I'm making a disclaimer that this is not hate, but more or less, I'm not trying to be a hater, but, but, but I will say that unfortunately, because we are in Louisiana, because we are 45 minutes away, uh, we, and we as Cajun fans, we as Cajun nation have to sort of, it's sort of like a guilt by association situation. We get dragged into that. And as a Cajun fan, it's kind of frustrating seeing all this news come out because First of all, that's embarrassing. Okay, um, everybody, it it, 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 it leaves it leaves a, a cloud over the entire state. And then, secondly, how on earth when you when you let this much commotion happen at your university, and it's not just sports. I mean, there's a, there's accusations, man, of 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 covering up abuse and assault, and and there's you have. You have an employee suing your school for $50 million. You have uh, a, a RICO investigation by the, 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 the Department of Education. The second one, you have the second time your, your school, your, your university is getting investigated by the Department of Education for straight up incompetence. You have your football coach coming out with, 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 with written uh, statements about one of your former football players assaulting a senior citizen. I mean, like, what, how on earth? Oh, and then let's not forget, you know, basketball still under investigation as well as football being under investigation for possible illegal recruiting. Look, to me, I don't care if you're the biggest fan in the world. Uh, I don't care if you go to the games. And look, if you're a big look, I know a ton of, of supporters, okay? I know a ton of LSU supporters, and I love them to death. They're great people. But at the same time, when something like this happens and your school gets caught, not just one time, but like five times with their hand in the cookie jar where it's not supposed to be, there comes a time where there's, there, there is a, a lack of control there. And again, what frustrates me is that we're getting dragged into it, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, you know, we can say we're Cajuns fans, but we're sort of getting dragged into it because you know what? We're also from Louisiana and that leaves a, that leaves a bad mark on the entire state unintentionally and unfortunately. And you know, my, my rant today is not necessarily to point and laugh, go ha ha that happened to you guys, not us, because you know what, if that happened to us, if UL went through something like this, I'd be very embarrassed. I'd be very embarrassed. I'd be ashamed, but it's, it's frustrating because when you see these kind of things, man, you know, people are hired to do a job. And when you're doing stuff like that to where you let that much get out of control, you're really not doing your job. Not at all. And so I, I just hope that whatever happens at the end, that look, whoever needs to be punished needs to be punished. Whoever needs to be sanctioned needs to be sanctioned. But at the end of the day, um, it's about your reputation, about your reputation. And, uh, you know, we don't, I don't associate myself with them as much, but it's also guilt by association because of where we are. And, um, it's, you know, control, control, have some self-control, you know, as a school, have some self-control. When, when, when somebody reports certain things, you have to follow proper protocol and proper procedures to make sure it gets taken care of. And the problem is, is this isn't a, this isn't some one this isn't a one time incident. This there's five or six different things happening right now at that place, and um, it's just a little frustrating to see it. Uh, you know, again, I'm I'm happy it's not us. I'm happy we have everything under control for now. Um, and again, I'd be embarrassed if that were us. But you know, I just I don't know. I thought I had to get that off my chest. Uh, you know, I just don't like getting dragged into it. 
as a Cajuns fan just because of where we are. But, um, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the state, and we don't need that right now. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I don't have anything to even follow up with. Um, yeah, it, it's just a it's just a bad time to be associated with. I mean, I hate to say this, it's a bad time to be associated with LSU. Well, in, I'll tell in, the fans in any, this. in any way. Well, I'll say this: you go on if you go on Twitter and you see somebody put Louisiana Raging Cajuns. If any LSU fan wants to comment on that and make fun of our name or criticize our the way we market ourselves, I, I'll tell you straight up: worry about <laughs> worry about your yeah, school worry, worry about your own problems. Because you got, you got a lot more to you, you got a lot more to worry about with your school than what we call ourselves. Right. So uh, that's another thing I wanted to tell people. Like you know, I joke about we joke about those things and we laugh about it because look, man, at the end of the day, nothing's going to stop us from marketing the way we do. You can scream ULLLL all you want. You can scream until the cows come home. It's not going to change the fact of who we are. We are Louisiana, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and uh, you know, fans want to complain about it on social media. Too bad. Again, you know, I think there's more things you should be worried about than what we call ourselves right now. Um, and I know, I know that's, I know they're, they're, the university, their university ain't worried about that right now because they got a lot of fires to put out themselves. So, um, yeah, that, that, it, they just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And, and look, I've talked to a few of my friends who, who went there, a bunch of fans, and, and they're, they're not too happy right now um, with everything that's going on. I mean, just letting all of that happen. I mean, that's embarrassing for them too, you know? Um, I just hope we never have to face something like that. That's all I'm going to say. I just hope we never have to deal with something with that much commotion, you know? So. Yeah, no no question about it. You know, Jerry, before we go, there's a bunch of sports this weekend. There is. I mean, you got three games of baseball. You got three games of softball for the Cajuns. If you're a golf fan... I mean, hello, it's the freaking Masters. Absolutely. Um, Masters getting underway tomorrow. You know, MLB baseball is in full swing. The NBA is getting ready to push for the playoffs. Playoffs, yes. I mean, just just all kinds of, uh, of sports to watch. And, you know, the all-around just general sports fan inside of me is thrilled. Yeah. I, w- I wish, I, you wish know, to, I wish to God I had the weekend off to sit down and watch it all. Well, in spite, and it's also too. How about that? How about that final four? Huh? Uh, in spite of yeah, uh, the tournament being in limited areas, in spite of limited attendance, it doesn't take away the fact that the tournament was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it was. Um, and of course, one of the former Cajun opponents this year, national champions, the Baylor Bears. Uh, yeah, our our, our they, claim our claim to fame this year is that we were only down one to the national champion at halftime. <laughs> Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we scored more points than Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, we scored more points than Gonzaga did. Uh, yeah. FYI, now granted, I, look, I'm not a. I'm saying that jokingly. I'm not a fan of uh, moral victories. I'm not all about. Well, we scored, you know, this many points. We still lost to them, you know. Um, but we still got killed. We still got creamed. But but it was cool to uh, to say we did play the eventual national champions, and, and we competed for. A little while, but you know Baylor being Baylor, uh, if you watch that game, dude, they look like an NBA team as opposed to Gonzaga. I mean, they had two or three big guys in the paint that were just ridiculously huge. And um, yeah. oh, I, look, also, you know, I know two people, Louisiana kids. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? And look, I know you're a big college basketball. I mean, you're you're a big basketball fan in general. But let's be honest, man. One thing this tournament has shown me, whether it's Baylor seeing Michigan get as far as they did. Look, I know basketball's turned into a three-point shooting game, but you know what? Anything, when you got big men and you utilize oh, them correctly, one hundred percent. Look, Baylor did it, and now granted they shoot well from three, but they got some big inside presence. Well, I guarantee well, you, you that see, big inside presence carried them. Well, you see, the thing is, is if you can have an inside presence in today's game, you're almost destined to win because, like you said, it is turning into a three-point game. It is turning into an outside shot kind of game. So teams have learned to defend that and that only. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, if you can have a big man that averages a double-double a game, look out. That's correct. Exactly. 
I mean, you, 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 you might, you might go somewhere. That's correct. And that's exactly what Baylor did. It worked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, two kids from Louisiana, one from Lake Charles and then one from the New Orleans area. Jared Butler was actually the most outstanding player in the national championship game. He went to, uh, he went to Riverside Academy. The river parachute. Yeah. So, uh, Definitely good representation from Louisiana in the national championship game this past Monday night. Jerry, anything else before we get out of here, man? No, I just want to tell everybody, I hope everybody had a good Easter. Uh, springtime is in full effect. Get ready. Hotter weather is coming, unfortunately. But uh, continue to support the Cajuns. Continue to get to RCAF. Continue to go to the games uh, if you can. You know, and um, we got a lot of good things happening. Baseball and softball are on some win streaks, knock on wood. They're making a run. They're both making runs right now. And then you've got uh, all these articles coming out on our football team, all positive, all very positive. Picking up Billy Napier and his staff are pretty much ready to pick up from where they left off last season. So that's nice. And then, of course, we have, um, you know, summertime's almost here. So uh, just enjoy, enjoy, look, enjoy the time to be a Cajun fan because it is a great time right now. And uh, hopefully we can keep this momentum going this weekend. Best of luck to the ladies. Best of luck to the baseball, the baseball team. Um, let's win their, Let's win our weekend series, and let's win. Let's let's keep that streak going starting tonight in Houston for the softball for the softball uh, team. And and um, looking forward to a, a fun weekend of, of raging Cajun athletics. Yeah. Speaking speaking of football, we'll dive deep into spring football next week. Uh, spring game is two weeks from tomorrow. Believe it or not. Um, yeah, it's our, it's already almost football season, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive deep into the spring football details next week. Uh, we'll talk about the recruiting class that we just signed a couple months ago and we'll, we'll give you a preview of the spring game on the, on the 22nd, but Cajun nation, you know, the drill ragingreviewpod.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at raging review. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and you know, that's going to do it for this episode of raging review. Uh, Matt Miguez, Jerry Bear, Jerry, always appreciate you coming on. Uh, Cajun Nation, stay safe. Like Jerry said, go to the games if you can. Watch on TV if you can't. Um, wear a mask. Do all that good stuff so that come September, we can be rocking in Cajun Field together. All right, Cajun Nation, be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>